Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. Uh, Zijan the Z is not with me. Uh, instead, we've got a special guest, Rob uh, the R, I suppose. Hey, Rob, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me on. It's a great pleasure to have you here. Um, yeah, as a keen fan of the show, I'm sure. Um, I, I, am I putting words in your mouth when I say that you've never missed, never missed an episode? Um, I've never gone more than three months without missing an episode. That's that's, that's not too bad. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Um, so Rob is here to, to talk about twist endings in movies, so we're going to have a lot of uh, spoilers today. We will flag those up, and if I remember, I might even put some some notes in the um, in, like, in the time codes, which I, I usually forget to do, but that, that might happen. Um, hopefully we've both seen the films we're talking about, or we could be spoiling films for each other as well as for the listener. Um, there's, there's no way of getting around that. I knew what I signed uh, up for, so... <laughs> yeah, you had your eyes open going. <laughs> in fact, this, this was your, um, your idea, I think, Rob, just... Might yeah. be our first guest who actually came with a suggestion. Well, it's just because you've done pretty much everything, and uh, you know. So I thought, yeah, what can I do that you haven't covered already? Well, done. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. It's been a tough year. Uh, what with cinemas being closed, I mean, absolutely. It's been, it's been tough for everyone for a number of reasons, but mostly tough for cinema-based podcasters. I think. <laughs> That's the, um, yeah, you don't get enough sympathy on the news. You know, I haven't heard <laughs> like a special report yet on BBC. <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm hoping that your the, the added level of fame we're going to get from having you on, Rob, uh, is going to push us to the. Yeah, to I'm, I'm be- going to tell my mum. There you go. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, Rob's mum, and have any contacts in the the BBC, or we'll we'll take ITV at this stage. To be honest, I'm not fussy. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Um, before we get on to twist endings, though, uh, I'm going to do a bit of introduction. So, Rob, uh, you're you, you know this. You're my, my my friend from university. We studied maths together back at Warwick back in the day. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, which um, I've not written down. So um, we'll see okay. how it goes. Uh, but um, what, what was the first film you ever saw? Do you remember the first or the first film you saw at cinema? Uh, first film at the cinema was a family day out at like to see Jurassic Park. Oh, that's not a bad start, doesn't it? I know. You've done, you've done and actually, that. I think you know. I think my parents were quite liberal with the PG thing because I think my, oh, yeah. my three year old or four year old sister came along and slept for the whole thing. <laughs> uh, thankfully, and uh, my brother, who was probably about seven or eight at the time, absolutely had oh, nightmares right. for years. Apparently, so. I bet he did. And how old were you at this time? Yeah. I think I was about eleven. So you know. Hot, okay, yeah. so on the so were you into were you into dinosaurs for a while? Like uh, every kid seemed to be into, into dinosaurs for a while after that, but no. Yeah, because before then, I think the only thing I'd seen was uh, Land Before Time, you know, which was uh, yeah, yeah. distressing and, and very sad. So uh, yeah, uh, I was uh, much more into it back then, and it, and it, yeah. and actually, it did really open up your eyes. I think it was quite a groundbreaking film. Um, I went to see the remake and. I didn't think it was much better, even even in terms of effects. Like, I don't know whether it's because I'm older. Yeah, I, think, I guess when you're a kid, you don't really um, don't necessarily know, like you don't have any expectations of what a cinema can do, particularly if it's the first time. So you'd be like, yeah, dinosaurs, sure. Mm. The, the, the second film I saw was similar in that it was the Flintstones. Um, their, ah. their, their dinosaur effects were not so good. No. <laughs> maybe maybe on uh, purpose for that one because they wanted to keep it close to the cartoon. Yeah. Doesn't explain the terrible script, but um, I'm not, let's, 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 let's be generous. Okay, uh, what do you, do you have a favourite film? Um, yeah, I mean, it changes. It's one of those things where if you ask me on one day, it could be different. But yeah. in general, uh, I'll go to Forrest Gump, I think, is my favourite oh, film. Great film. Great mm. film. A, lot, a bit of backlash, Forrest Gump. I never quite understood why. Yeah, I wonder a lot, why. A lot, a lot of people complain about it. But no, I'm, I'm with you, Tom Hanks. 
Absolute genius. Have you, have you ever been to Bubba Gump Shrimp? I have. I went to the one in Chicago. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I would recommend it uh, going to an American one because, you know, it goes hand in hand with their enthusiasm for everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's quite a fun experience. We, they set me a challenge where if I get, I think it was 15 questions right, um, then I get my meal for free or something or free oh, beer wow. or something. Yeah. Did you? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they've got a trick there. So what they do is the first 12 questions or so they ask you um, tend to be fairly easy if you've seen the film right, a few yeah. times. But then the last three are impossible to answer. You know, so. uh, okay. So I was going to be, we're doing a quiz later on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but you're, you're, I wasn't aware of your film quizzing uh, prowess. <laughs> I've been to the, um, the one in Santa Monica, except I only went to the gift shop. Uh, okay. And I didn't buy anything, so they didn't. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I was I was kind of tempted, but not not enough to actually do it. Uh, fine. Do, do you have any kind of uh, any genres that you really don't like? Anything you steer clear of? Um, no, I'll try most things out. To be yeah. honest, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm not a big fan of musicals. To be honest. All right. Okay. Oh, and and just remembered because obviously it's quite typical for this podcast. Um, not a big fan of the Marvel. Uh, universe right, films yeah, just yeah. because there's too many of them and I haven't got that much time and I feel like they're all much the same really it's it's too late <laughs> to get into them now I think when yeah when they've done 25 of them that now is not the time to jump into the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. um, I think I think it's a fair criticism that they I think less so now I think they're moving to be less similar but they're, they're certainly phase two I think they, they kind of hit the formula they liked and they, they churned out a few that with diminishing returns but I think they've, I think they've learned mm. the lesson on that one okay. uh, kind of um, now, what I always ask people, and no one has ever got an answer, um, and this is where my editing skills work like the magic, because it, it, I'll make it seem like you answered straight away, Rob, don't worry. Um, okay. uh, if there was a film of your life, who would play you in that film? And or what would it be called? Um, I would go for a... Uh, wow. I mean, it's quite... It's much. It's very quite... Uh, it. narcissistic to say Brad Pitt I'd, I'd say. Um, but yeah I'd, go for, I'd go for Brad Pitt um, just because I think he's quite a um, you know he's does many roles he's quite versatile as an actor and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know just uh, yeah, people tell can, me all the time the you know, for the, those uh, for those listeners who don't know Rob he looks just like Brad Pitt yeah um, exactly a, <laughs> a, a young Brad Pitt obviously not, not Brad Pitt now well, he's a and then uh, uh, the title of the film, I think, would be uh, you know, "Rags to uh, Media Middle Class." Rags to Middle Rags Class. Rags to Middle Class. Yeah, we can workshop that title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's the. I mean, I, that is the quickest anyone's answered that question. So, um, mm. so good work. It's almost yeah, like you've I, listened I, to I was the. A, yeah, I was awake. Like for about three hours thinking about it the other day. So. <laughs> I can uh, if you go into Rob's uh, Rob's uh, house, you can see just a, a wall chart of actors yeah. with crosses through. There's like a, a knockout system. It's, exactly. Yeah, thought long and hard about this one. Yeah, no, I always I, I've gone for Love Actuary as my uh, as my film title, which was the um, the name of a talk that I went to by PwC back in the day. I uh, remember you, you tried to get me along. Oh, I did, didn't I? And yeah. uh, I think I was doing something else that day. You too could have ended up in this ridiculous career. No, you, you've made a better choice, Rob. You've made a much better choice. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk. Uh, so that's it. That's 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 the quick fire. That's that's Rob. Um, uh, we're going to talk briefly moving news, but not going to spend too long on it. Um, 
I've got, don't worry, Rob, I've done all the work. Which is basically how it works normally. I don't know if CJ's going to listen to this. I put way more work into this than he does. So, yeah, it, 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 it sometimes shows, let's say. <laughs> so, uh, in the news, we got about the same. But although um, I, scour, I scour the internet for this news, by which I mean I quickly look at the Empire news <laughs> section um, shortly before the podcast. Um, I, now, you said you're uh, not a fan of the, the Marvel films. Uh, uh, the... Um, you probably don't have Disney Plus. Rob. Not yet. No, it's, not, no. it's on the list. Oh yeah. Um, so they they've got they've made a remake of uh, Mulan. Have Disney, um, which was due to come out a few months ago, but is now we're hearing coming to Disney Plus. But you have to pay an extra, I believe, twenty nine dollars. I don't know what it is in in the UK. So as well as your Disney Plus subscription fee, you have to pay a one off fee of twenty nine dollars. Uh, to watch it, uh, you're shaking your head, Rob. I'd rather wait until it's uh, on general release, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one for me because I, I would not watch this film anywhere. I don't think I just, I've never seen Mulan original. I don't have any affection for it. I, even if it was free on Disney Plus, I probably wouldn't bother. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this new system because there's there's a few big budget films coming out this year that may not be able to come out this year. So there's there's a couple of well, there's Black Widow for for Marvel. So are, are there films that you would pay? I don't know what 20, what is that? In, let's let's say twenty quid. I don't know what it is, but let's, would you films that you pay twenty quid to watch on your on your laptop? I don't, do you know what? I really don't think so. No, I think for mm. me the cinematic experience is irreplaceable, and that's the only time mm. I would ever pay for a film. Um, but you know, if Southampton got to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, European Cup final, yeah. Pay a lot of money you'd, to watch it. You'd, you'd, you'd pay that. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I find it because these things. I mean, Disney Plus is obviously a family thing in general. So a family of four to go and watch this is going to cost more than mm. that. But I mean, I live by myself. I, I, no one else is watching this stuff with me. So suddenly, I'm going from paying a fiver to go to the cinema because I don't live in London, so we can pay a fiver to go to the cinema here in Bristol. Um, to, I'm not paying yeah twenty quid to watch this. But then if it was Black Widow, I mean, I've got to watch it for this podcast, Rob. <laughs> so. I can claim it back on my taxes. So is that what they're doing now? This is a new tactic from film houses uh, just to, because cinemas aren't open or people are less likely to go out. I think they're testing the water. I think we'll find out. Because the thing is, I mean, this film, I don't know how much it would have made the cinema. I don't think it would have cracked a billion, but they'd probably be hoping to make half a, half a billion maybe from it. Uh, I think it'd be a, it's a big thing. So the number of people you need to watch this at $30 a pop, it's, it, it's, I don't think they're going to get... What was that fifteen million households doing this? So, um, hmm. yeah, I I, yeah. I I suspect it's a kind of a last resort rather than something they they really want to do. And uh, and I hope it doesn't become a big thing because you know I, I spoke about Jurassic Park, but um, hmm. I went to the cinema quite a lot as a child, and you know I'd hate to think that you know there's one more thing that that you know is kind of is dying as kids going to yeah. is the fact that yeah. kids go to cinema and find that wonder that, that we all felt. Although, I mean, I'd, I go to the cinema for blockbusters, but a lot of stuff, if it's just like a drama, I think I'll just wait and watch it on TV, DVD or something in a few months' time, if, unless it's a really key thing. Things like, um, well, we'll talk about in a moment, but I just watched Parasite recently, and I thought that, that was a huge film, but I, thought, well, I don't need to watch that on a big screen. I can wait um, mm. and then so approve. Um, any interest in Tron? No, sorry. It's a, yeah, a film yeah. that I've never seen, actually. No, fair enough. Uh, I've seen both of them and I didn't like either of them. But there's another Tron film coming, uh, confirmed. Jared Leto is going to star in it. Um, you'll know him from playing the Joker in Suicide Squad. He was in Blade Runner 2049. 
got an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Um, and I believe he's in a band called 30 Seconds to Mars. Anyway. Oh, really? I never knew that. You know, with the film production, like, how can there be news right now? Um, what are people, are people announcing things that are going to happen next year? Or? Yeah, I think the, I mean, some stuff so started filming already. So I, I think they started back to work on the Avatar sequels in um, in New Zealand, although that might be off now with the, as, as we record New Zealand are back into um, into lockdown in places. But yes, yeah, so some of it, I think that having had no movie news for a couple of months, they've started signing deals and stuff. So I guess they'll start filming when they can. Um if you want to get their, their slates, slates ready to go. Uh, speaking of Disney, we're getting a Three Men and a Baby uh, remake. That's happening. Um, no starring Zac Efron. Ah, I look forward to that. As one of the men. I quite enjoy Three Men and a Baby, okay. Thomas, back in the day. Yeah, I really love that film. Do you know it was directed by Lennon Nimoy? I always find that very weird. Yeah. Oh, he directed that film. Uh, uh, I've never seen Chinatown, but we're getting a film uh, starring... No, sorry, directed by Ben Affleck. He's uh, called The Big Goodbye, which is about the making of Chinatown. Uh, not not big... I'm thinking of Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Oh, that right. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something the, completely the, different. The, the blend of the... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I have a thing where I don't watch Roman Polanski films because okay. uh, he's a convicted rapist. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think uh, to be fair to me, I think I didn't really know much about his checkered history. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm sure you weren't scrolling uh, Netflix's films by rapists category. Mm, um, yeah. Well, he's going to be so cross with me if he listens to this. Um, <laughs> how about John Wick? Are you a fan of, fan of John Wick? Uh, no, sorry. No, don't don't apologise. I'm not either. Um, it's, a it's a franchise, isn't it? It's too big, too much, too much mm. going on. Well, if you thought it was too much before, he's just, uh, they're just they're going to make John Wick's four and five will be filming back to back. I must I watched, I watched most of the first one and then I had to go out and I, <laughs> I recorded it off TV or something. And I was like, you know, what? I can't bother to watch the rest of this. So that's how much I, I love John Wick. That's uh, a sad indictment of a film. I mean, I've yeah. watched through absolutely awful films before just yeah, because I've started. I, I I think more and more I don't do that. I always used to, but yeah, I was watching. I was watching Frozen Two the other day because mm-hmm. it was on Disney Plus, and I feel I've got. I should use my subscription. And I got halfway through, and I was like, I just don't care at all. And I just just stopped. Uh, um, now this this might get you into uh, this might get you into superhero films, Rob. Um, Jason Bateman is going to be directing a film called Superworld, um, which is uh, written by the same guy who wrote Game Night. If you saw Game Night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's based on a novel by a guy called Gus Krieger I've never heard of, but it's set in 2038 and everyone has superpowers except for one person. That, that sounds quite fun to me. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds like it could be a good uh, yeah. comedic comedic film. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's going to be, I don't know, maybe they'll set it up as like he's he's a bit of a loser or maybe yeah. it'll, be, it'll be the twist will be that actually he has somehow a superpower because he hasn't got superpowers. I don't know. Like yeah. empathy or Ooh. something like that. Yes, or a heightened yeah. sense of smell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I thought Game Night was brilliant. So um, mm. I, I don't know if Jason Bateman's directed before. I don't know. But, uh, that'll do for news. That'll do for news. Now we have a section, uh, Rob, called uh, "To See or Not to Z," uh, where we talk about a film we've recently seen and tell our listeners whether they should see it or not Z it. Okay. Um, uh, but tonight, tonight we are recording at night. But uh, as you listen to this, uh, it'll be "To See or Not to R." And we'll tell the listeners whether you see it or not are it. Um, it doesn't have to make sense. Okay. Uh, 
I'll, I'll kick off to give you a bit of time to think about any films you might have seen recently because I didn't prep you on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I mentioned, I've seen the film Parasite, so um, directed by and written by Bong Joon-ho. It won a whole host of Oscars uh, towards the start of the year. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, uh, Original Screenplay, um, and possibly something else, but maybe... Uh, certainly those three, um, which is a bit of a surprise. I think uh, it was up there in the leads, but uh, a lot of people expected 1917 um, to, to, to win uh, one or two of those. Uh, I have not watched a huge amount of foreign cinema, so it's a Korean film. Uh, I have seen one of Bong Joon-ho's films, Snowpiercer, but that, that was in um, English. Uh, and it's really good. I mean, one best picture, so you'd expect it to be. But uh, it's 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 a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. It's kind of a dark comedy of... Uh, for those who don't know, it's this kind of really poor Korean family who are struggling to find work, and uh, this rich Korean family, and and bit by bit, the poor Korean family starts working for the rich Korean family without letting them know they're related, so that they hire one of them as a tutor, and he says, "Oh, my, I know a friend of a friend who's also a tutor, and that gets his sister in." And says, oh, I know a, a housekeeper, and that gets his mum in, etc., etc. Um, and I won't say any more because there are kind of a few twists and turns. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, it's surprisingly funny. It's it's um, it's got a lot to say. I think it's about the class system and, and about um, uh, kind of well, it's a bit like rags to middle class as uh, as as your your story goes, Rob. But, um, so that, and uh, some of it maybe is career specific, and a lot of it isn't. Um, the thing that really bugged me about this, I, I think you should definitely watch this film. Mm. The only thing for me is that um, I started watching it and then I had to go out or I had to go to a Zoom thing or something. So I, I watched it in two chunks. And this is definitely a film you don't want to watch in two, two chunks. You want to watch it all in one go. Yeah. Um, just because the, the the way it builds tension. Um, so I found it yeah, it built a lot of tension and then kind of dropped down a bit and then built up again. And I don't know how much of that is because I had this gap in the middle and how much of it is just the film being a bit oddly... Uh, paste but yeah definitely watch it and don't don't try and find out too much about it before you watch it, i think because it's better if you don't know what's okay. going to happen i mean i must say that the trailer of it led me led me to believe that it was more of a a drama slash thriller type uh psychological thriller type film rather than a comedy yeah so so it's um I think it probably is. It's a dark comedy, as they were, or black comedy. So mm. it's which a lot of the time means that it's not noticeably a comedy. Um, so it's, it's not. It isn't. A, isn't uh, first and foremost a comedy. I think it's just I was like you. I was expecting it to be this kind of yeah psychological thriller, which it has that mm. those aspects as well. So I was just surprised that it was comedic uh, as it was. Um, the guy playing the dad in particular is, is very funny. Okay, but yeah, check it out. Uh, have you been watching a film recently, Rob? Uh, yeah, after a new film, you know, you know when you're kind of scrolling through the TV aimlessly, like on Sky or whatever, and just oh, happens yeah. to be a film on, and you just watch it because you're bored. You know, you've got nothing else to do, and you've got an hour, a couple of hours to kill. Very familiar with that feeling, yes. Yeah. So I decided to try and watch Mean Girls, which I'd never seen. Oh, yeah. Which is quite an iconic film. Like, it gets mentioned a lot in popular culture. Yeah. Um, particularly, like, uh, you know, the youth you know, more younger listeners yep. of this podcast who uh, yes. often compare girls to mean girls, you know. Mm. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't exactly like uh, Oscar Oscar mm. quality or anything like that, but certainly it was a, a nice film about you know, the, the kind of things that teenagers go through and and how um, vacuous sometimes that, that their lives can be, and, and you know, because yeah, yeah. they're young, they can't see past that. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and yeah, it's got a good old love story thrown in there as well. So yeah, it's uh, it was it was okay. I mean, I wouldn't go out my way to see it, but it was. Uh, yeah. If you ever, um, I you know, I'm in my position, and uh, you want to watch something, and uh, it's a good way to fill a couple of hours. There you go. Yeah, I, I see. I, I, yeah, I've seen it, and in fact, I had almost the opposite because I, I I I enjoyed it like you did, but um, but probably to a similar extent and I, I, it kind of been built up as this hilarious kind of landmark comedy in the things I'd read and um, it's uh, it's Tina Fey uh, isn't he who wrote it who went on to 30 Rock maybe. Um, so I enjoyed it but I kind of maybe I was expecting too much of it uh, when I watched it uh, okay. but yeah, it's, it's good fun it's got um, uh, Rachel McAdams pretending to be about half the age she was yeah um, that's something that I've never noticed actually until recently um, and I think my wife pointed it out to me a couple of times is that women tend to pl- play roles that are a lot younger than hmm. what they are. That That's quite widespread, actually. Um, and okay. because the reason why it came up is because uh, I also watched a film called Bombshell recently. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's about uh, women that you know, kind of like the forerunners in the media industry in, in the US. Our most pop- most popular episode of the year so far was our bombshell episode. Mm-hmm. And but the, the thing that struck me is that you have these beautiful actresses, that obviously A-list actresses that have been around for a long time, but mm. it just kind of bugged me that they've done so much to their faces um, in terms of kind of surgery and Botox and, and things like that. And, mm. uh, you know, obviously I don't want to get into in depth about this kind of issue, tonight but it you know it just kind of and you know without foul those those three actresses i can't remember it was uh um it's uh margot robbie schleiss theron and uh, nicole kidman and nicole kidman yeah all playing parts that you know i think they're younger than they, they actually are um and yeah and like it made got me thinking you know do they do that because they need to keep up and because they want mm. to keep getting jobs in big films i don't know i don't know whether whether they're linked or not. Yeah, I mean, in that particular one, I think Shy's Theron, I don't know whether it's prosthetics or they just um, don't with makeup or something, but they, they did change the way she looked quite a lot to make her look more like the person she was uh, playing, Megan, Megan mm. Kelly, cause I think, and, and I guess the same with Nicole. Um, it's strange, if, if you watch high, high school films and stuff, um, particularly if you go back a few decades, everyone in those films is like 28 or something playing playing 15 and, and it mm. just seems so weird um, which I think we're getting less of now but yes only Rachel McCann I think she was 27 when she was in that film something like that and, and mm. uh, quite a lot older than Lindsay Lohan and, and Lacey Chabert and yeah the others I can't remember who else was <laughs> cool well there you go uh, there's a couple of uh, I say Parasite definitely watch Mean Girls if you've got a bit of time to, to kill Give it, a, give it a watch as well um, so we move on to our main segment of the day which is twist endings so um, by its very nature there will be I say a lot of spoilers uh, for these films I think some of these will be very famous twist endings and some of them may be a little bit less uh, well known a lot of this a lot of the big twist endings I've seen in films speaking of the famous ones um, I already knew going in um, I don't know if that's the same for you Rob but do you feel that spoils a twist ending if you already know it or, or can you still enjoy it in the film anyway uh no, I think, I mean, as someone that really does try and stay away from it, if someone tells me that there is a twist, I would say, mm. be quiet right now. So, you know, yeah. the fact yeah. that I wanted to do this podcast means that I, you know, uh, don't do as I say. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it would really spoil it for me to the point where yeah. I would even, well, firstly, I'd be angry at the person for spoiling it for me, but um, right. but also I'd be less inclined to watch it. Um 
Okay, okay. I, I never, ever read... I mean, even for normal, you know, films where there's not, it's not well known there's a twist. I, I mm. never read previews. Um, like, I won't ever go beyond a trailer. You know, I know some people that read, like, whole yeah. essays um, about films before even watching it. Um, and they'll research it on, like, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or something yeah, like yeah. that. I just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm increasingly not reading reviews, particularly if I... It's a big film, and yeah, trailers now, particularly for the big the, the blockbusters. I watch the first like teaser trailer, and mm. then just avoid the rest. It's funny because a lot of these ones, I I say I already knew, but it didn't. You don't get the same uh, impact. So you don't get the same kind of whoa, that's really messed with my head. But um, yeah. but I, can, I mean, still enjoyed a lot of these films, even though I knew the knew the twist going in. Um, I find that just knowing there is a twist is enough to spoil, though, because you're on the lookout for what it's going to be. I think yeah, the, the best version of this is kind of either well no I think the best version is you had no idea any twist was coming at all and it just pulls the rug out from under you um, yeah I think that yeah and that, and obviously that's why I think it's best to stay away from the preview stuff that's out there um, before seeing a film it, just any film really I think it's yeah quite yeah. nice to just, just, a, just go just in blind rating in. yeah uh, apart from listening to the CZ of Movies podcast of course which will uh, which is uh, a prerequisite of any yeah film experience um so do you want to kick us off rob have you got a film that you want to uh, talk about um, yeah i'll start off uh, with one that kind of everybody knows you know so uh, yep. everyone doesn't need to switch off now um okay. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> i'd like to talk really about the sixth sense i thought i thought that might be it. That's kind of the, maybe the most famous twist in uh something the most famous twist in recent movie history I think. yeah i think so um i mean great film very emotional and a lot of things going on there. Uh, I must confess, I haven't seen it for a couple of years, but I've seen it at least twice, uh, maybe more. Um, full of very memorable quotes. You know, I think it's been parodied many times. Uh, yep, I, I did it myself fairly recently, but um, yes, you did. Yeah, you yes. did. Um, I see dead people for those of you. Um, uh, so for, for any, I mean, everyone knows, but for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Haley Joel Osment plays a kid who can see dead people. He he gets that message across by using the phrase "I see dead people," uh, and Bruce Willis is a guy who's been hired to uh, is he a child psychologist or something to, yeah, to figure yeah. out what's going on. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, and spoilers: um, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Did you know that going in? No, not at all. Um, okay, and it it's fascinating, really. Once and you know, going back to what we said about when, when you know the twist, it kind of spoils yeah. the film. If you watch it a second time, it's so blatantly obvious um, that that it, you know he already is dead and he's right, right. You know, like when he. I remember a very famous scene when he uh, sits down to have dinner with his wife, um, and she's just kind of completely blanking him. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's very strange. Very strange. Like to think that I didn't know that when I was watching it. That I didn't even guess that. Yeah, because I think for a, a good twist movie, a good is one way. Yeah, you watch it the second time, and think, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that mm-hmm. that makes sense. That makes sense. And and I, I definitely knew this one going in, so I was, I, I already knew he was he was a ghost. I watched it years after it, it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to give an example of a bad one, um, okay. just just for fun. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the film Now You See Me, um, which is a about, horror film, right? Uh, nope, nope. Oh, okay. um, no, it's uh. There is one with a similar title as horror, but no, this is a bunch of magicians who are also uh, committing crimes. 
Yes, so, I have seen that, of course. Yeah. Has it got the um, same guy that's in the uh, Facebook? Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson, Isla yeah. Fisher. No, it's uh, Yeah. I remember now. It's a bad, it's a pretty bad film, I think. But the what makes it really bad? So I watched it with um, I think it was Zijan. He, he absolutely hates it. It's one of his least favorite films. Um, so at the end, the twist is that Mark Ruffalo, who was this policeman who investigated them, turns out to be the mysterious fifth horseman who uh, who was giving them instructions all along. But it doesn't make any sense at all. Like it doesn't even like, you don't even have to watch it again. Just sitting in the cinema, you're thinking, well. That doesn't work, does it? How come this? How come we didn't do this? How come we did do that? How come this? And it's just kind of, it's trying to pull the rug out from under you. But yeah. there's there's a there's no way you could positively write it out. And b even it doesn't you know, the entire film doesn't make sense if you if you have that twist. And it's a bit like the um, the Planet of the Apes remake, which I've not seen, um, where it's like they go back and it turns out that Abraham Lincoln has become a monkey. Like, like, which which remake are we talking about? Oh, the, the yeah the Tim Burton. Ah, okay. one. The last one I saw was in like 2005 or something, 2004. No, that would be that one, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. Don't, Maybe. don't remember I don't that twist. I've, not, I've, I've only seen the it's last one. Uh, yeah. Thing. Can't be a good twist if you've seen the film and you don't yeah, And then don't remember twist. it. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, so I've, I've actually split my list into good ones, bad ones, and ones I already knew. Okay. Uh, so that, that's, that's gone on the bad ones list. Yeah. I think I already know this one uh, just mm. because it's ubiquitous really and you know you mentioned about james lee uh star wars uh oh yeah the empire strikes back are you are uh, you going exclusively films rob that i've recently portrayed in a no but i thought <laughs> you were going exclusively for films oh, that we right. talk about in the, <laughs> up to a few but, uh, Brilliant. yeah so uh <clears throat> I, th- I think uh every, so everywhere it's, like i say it's ubiquitous um hmm. uh, the the fact that they were, you know, he thought that the dark side had killed his father and mm. almost in the first film, it was a, a bit like vengeance. You know, obviously Obi-Wan knew what had gone on, uh, but never really revealed it to Luke. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I think that was quite important for the plot and you know, neither did Yoda uh, either. And like, you know, these, all these people could have said something. Yeah, <laughs> didn't bother mentioning it. Yeah. I mean, it's partly because they were making up the story as they went along with it. So I think after the first film, George Lucas didn't know that was going to be the twist. He just oh, really? came up with it whilst making the second one. Yeah, I don't think he would have had Luke and Leia kissing if he'd known they were going to be brother and sister uh, either. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. So, ah. um, and I thought, really, I knew that film. That's, that's yeah. Uh, the one thing I do know about that scene is that the guy that was um, obviously because you can't see Vader saying it. mm. it's not like he's got lips or anything. Yeah, um, David I, Prowse, Bristol Zone. Yep. I heard that actually it wasn't even scripted because they wanted to keep it secret so much that um, even Mark Hamill didn't even know that that's what Vader was going to tell him. Um, um, sort of. So, so Mark Hamill did know. Um, but David Prowse didn't, right. and, and, and on the day he said, uh, I think he said Obi Wan killed your father, maybe. Um, yeah. He said something. He says, but yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill was the only person who did know, oh, so okay. he could react yeah. Uh, appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everyone knows that. Well, I thought everyone knew that. So uh, maybe something like five, six years ago, um, I got my family to watch Star Wars for the first time, mm. and they only got they only got through uh, Episode Four: The New Hope, and at the end of it. 
mum said, oh, so who is his father? Is it Obi-Wan? It's <laughs> like, how do you not know this? This, this film came out, what, yeah. 35 years ago or something? And uh, anyway, so my mother was the only person who didn't know. Um, uh-huh. that, uh, there are a few then. Darth Vader was Luke's father. Uh, she does now. She got told. So. Okay. But yeah, groundbreaking twist, very memorable, um, and obviously had quite a big uh, impact on the rest of the trilogy. That was yeah, yeah, and again, like like you, obviously, I I, I knew it already. Um, here's one um, that again I knew, but uh, a great film, Psycho, um, which uh, yeah. is obviously Alfred Hitchcock. I don't have you seen that one, Rob? Huh. Well, I have, yeah. Um, yeah. Far too young when I watched that to really. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, so a um, woman visiting a Bates Motel and um, uh, she gets killed and then people are investigating it and it turns out um, the person who killed her was um, Norman Bates uh, dressed as his mother, uh, which again I, I, I knew and his mother's dead in, in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I think makes this a really brilliant film I, 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 just, I, think it's, I don't do horror really but I think this is great uh, is that if you don't know anything about it the, ho- the whole premise of the film is, is turned upside down after about 20 minutes because it kind of plays like this re- almost like a romantic comedy in some ways this girl is escaping the drudgery of her work life and she uh, mm. and she turns up and she's the lead character she's the star she turns up this hotel and meets this this kind of shy quiet guy and then she gets killed and I think what, what a I mean that's not a twist ending that's a twist beginning almost as one twist to its end of the first act yeah. uh, and then to have the extra twist on top of that yeah, uh, so yeah. what what um what what listeners can't can't see is rob you're looking a little bit dubious about this uh, am i um, maybe I'm, am i reading too much in this or you're not not a fan uh, no i think it's just because it's been so long since i've seen the film um mm. i came across it like researching for for tonight actually yeah, yeah. Uh, you but... hear that Zijan? you hear that Zijan? researching <laughs> research and actually uh yeah, so, you know, it was always listed as one of the best twists that is uh, out there. Um, mm. But I must say, I'm, I think I need to give it a second watch. Yeah, um, It's yeah. been a long time. But actually, that it, it brings me on to something I wanted to talk about. And actually, that's uh, one thing that came up time and time again. And I've never really seen the link before until I actually did a bit of research on this. Is that there, so many twists are actually um, tend that turn out to be because of some kind of psychological disorder that the protagonist has or the antagonist right. has, um, and yeah, just didn't really. And there's quite a few films actually that uh, do end up being hmm. that you know they're somehow not thinking straight or they've got some so kind of disorder. I guess uh, Fight Club is the obvious one I can think of. Yeah, the, Fight Club is yeah. one of the ones that I wrote down. Um, you know the, you know the, f- the fact that he's got the split personality disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, the whole time that you know Ed Norton and Brad Pitt turned out to be the same guy. So same you person, know, yeah. Pff, I no, really didn't again, get that. Which again, I knew going in. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a real shame how many of these I knew mm-hmm. um, before watching. Uh, yeah, the same, same thing. Shutter Island, actually, which I watched again um, in the week leading up to this, which I think is a great film. I, I really like it. Um, mm. I think probably too long. I, I, I always think Martin's, most of Martin Scorsese films could have done with a bit of time cutting out of them. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of kind of bits going off the edge. But for those who don't know, uh, it's Leo Cavrio um, and Mark Ruffalo, who's one of my favourite actors, uh, and they're going to an island to investigate um, a missing patient. One of the um, best starts of a film I've ever seen, I think. The, mm. the 
stormy boat ride over to the yeah. island it was just uh, with the music in the background it's just really stirred me um yeah, get me. Yeah. And that, that's what's so that, good about the film. I think it's, it's yeah, it's so atmospheric. I mean, not not. I mean, the beginning absolutely, but not not. I think it manages, does a great job in maintaining that throughout. You kind of get this, the, the weather playing a big part. Let's mm. see. Um, yeah, actually, because I'd seen Cape Fear. Um, there's two versions of it. Martin Scorsese did a version which I think I don't like at all. I think it's just far too over the top and lurid. Uh, but it, it's got the kind of yeah similar idea of kind of there's this boat on on the water and there's massive storms and stuff and it just that just didn't work for me whereas was this one off yeah really good um i mean as you know kind of a bit of a side point on scorsese that you said that hmm. you know you think that you know a bit too long sometimes i I, hmm. I kind of whenever i'm watching a film of his i just kind of settle in for the marathon you know i don't hmm. I, I don't okay. mind that that it slows down um I, you know, it's particularly the case with the Irishman that came out last year. Yeah. Um, it's just, I knew it was going to be that long. So I just kind of settled in for it. And actually I find the the slow dialogue and the long pauses to be actually an important part of the film in the end. Uh, okay. You know, as long as you can go to the toilet halfway or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah. So. I think maybe this is the problem that I think if, because I've watched so many of them at home. Like if you're in the cinema, you've got nowhere to go. You sit down and you, you're there for the, the duration. Whereas maybe I'm just um, too easily distracted. But like if I'm sitting down and think, oh, there's another hour and a half to go, I might just, I'll come back to it later. Or I'm playing on my phone or whatever else, yeah. which is absolutely not what you want to do. I've got a friend that actually now will put his phone in another room whenever he's watching a film. Mm. Because he, Smart, he found that yeah. he was uh, constantly on it when he was watching a film and he wasn't enjoying yeah, the film as yeah. much. I do sometimes. I was say watching Shutter Island, and there's this one scene where the, um, the warden gives Leo a ride back to the, the prison from not prison hospital from yeah. from where they've been, and he has this whole talk about, and it ends up saying, "If if I were to bite your eye out, could you move fast enough to stop me or something?" And it's like, "What what is this scene all about?" I think I I felt it's just like Martin Scorsese liked that line. He's like, "Write the scenes in." It, it, it did nothing. The character was completely pointless, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was someone who's written. He's probably made a a half hour video essay explaining why that moment is yeah, integral yeah. to the film but um but lost that, on me i mean that's a perfect film where i, I was completely baffled when the twist mm. was became clear um to the point where i really had to watch it again uh right, it, you right. know, just to get and even when i watched it for the second time mm. the jigsaw puzzles didn't fit it wasn't like uh you know the sixth sense where oh it's yeah, obvious yeah. um yeah, yeah. No, this is actually only the second time I've watched it this week, so I was on the lookout. And you, you, there are some bits I think, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I think because so much of it is in his head hmm. or, or kind of offshoots, and I think well, there's so much weird stuff going on that you can't, you don't even know what's happened and what hasn't happened. So you can't really uh, yeah. follow the breadcrumbs brilliantly. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, do you, do you think that? I mean, I have seen um, again, you know, reading reviews recently on the on the film for this. Uh, there was actually some criticism of that film that it was kind of a it's a little bit seamless uh, sorry not seamless like there was a seam right down the middle of it oh, right. the opposite of seamless um, yeah, as in seemed. it was it just became it just became like it's almost like a, the writer got bored and just okay. was like oh you know um, oh, let's just say that he's mental and you know I don't know see I didn't I, I didn't feel it. I can, I, yeah, I can see why 
Well, I, well, I didn't. I didn't actually realise it was based on a book until I, I was um, until I watched it the second time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I do sometimes get that thing. So um, well, on, in my list of bad twists, um, I've got Gone Girl, which might be a little bit controversial because I know a lot of people love that film. Um, David Fincher, uh, Rosamund Pike plays the the lead character. She, she um, well Ben Affleck, and, and she, uh, he's the husband. She's the wife. She goes missing, and it and it turns out that basically she did this all herself um, as a ploy to make him look bad and to. I'm not sure why. To be I think in the book she was very unhappy because she, uh, there's a series of successful children's books based on her when she was a kid, and she kind of went nuts based on that. But uh, which isn't such a big part of the film. Mm. But for, I, the reason I really didn't like that is because it was. I mean, it's a bit like you're saying. So many of these just um, twist on, uh, turn around on some kind of psychological uh, condition. And basically, but for that one, I guess like what you're saying about Shadow Island, or you say some people say about Shadow Island, it just seemed to be. Oh, and she's mad. Um, was mm. the kind of ending? I think it just really got me thinking. Like, yeah, you've, you've pieced together this story, and we're trying to follow all the, all the breadcrumbs and trying to work out what's going on. And then, yeah, there's a new one. It's oh, she's crazy. Um, yeah, just felt really I, unsatisfying to me. I, I, so I, I would put that like I, yeah, I have to disagree with you on this one. Okay. Uh, I think you know I, that would go in my column of good films. Uh, the twist wasn't exactly spectacular, but it was mm. uh, quite. I thought it was quite well worked, um, and I did. I didn't think it was that she was mad. I just thought, well, I suppose you've got to be if you if you really do that. <laughs> um, mm. But I actually thought it was more like intelligence. I because I, I, like, I'm one of those people where I like films where the bad guy wins. Um, All right, okay. and because uh, it's uh, it's quite you know contrarian to what would normally happen in, in yeah, a yeah. film. So that that's how I saw that ending. It's like, oh, actually, this one, the ba- the bad person has won. And actually, for a change, it was, you know, actually a, a woman as well that was, you know, very smart about how she did it. And it was so smart that no one could have even, you know, only the policeman and the husband and the sister even got it in the end, you know. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was the smart, bad guy that won. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. I'm... But yeah, to me that didn't need her to be kind of mentally unbalanced, or which 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 they put in. I, I, I yeah, mm. it, it just and maybe I'm. I've only watched it once, and I, I, I came away just thinking I didn't, I didn't like that. I'm, I'm not always a huge David Fincher fan either. I mean, I, maybe just because he does mm. stuff that's more gory than I enjoy. Because <laughs> he's a, he is. A, I can recognise he's a great director. I love the Social Network in particular, but um, but he he pushes the boat a bit further than I uh, I like sometimes. Things. And it's very yeah. different, you know, seeing Neil Patrick Harris uh, die yeah, the way he does. Yeah. Uh, that was quite a shocking scene. And, you know. That was very shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else you got? Um, so, you know, moving on. Uh, yes, similar to, uh, you know, the whole psychological split personality mm. thing. I mean, there's a couple of them, actually, that I really liked. Um, I mean, that. Uh, American Psycho, one of them, obviously with uh, mm. uh, what's his face, Christian Bale, uh, um, and uh, which again was was too uh, too gory for my taste. For, uh, yeah, it's, it's mm. extremely gory. I mean, it, mm. essentially, it's him going through. He's, he's like a part time banker, part time serial killer on the on the quiet. Mm. Um, mm. Or is he? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And yeah, the you know the twist is that at the very end, like he finds out that a lot of the people he thought he'd killed in horrible ways were still alive. So, yeah, um, yeah it's very... But, I mean, that film's great for other reasons as well. The whole 
atmospheric. Yeah. The there's a scene like for the with a business card, which is like iconic yes. now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so apparently the book of that is horrendous, like horrendously oh, really? violent, even more so than the film. Wow. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's there's some films where it's all about the twist. It's just built up to the twist, and that's it. Whereas that that one, I think, is not. It's it's yeah, it's it's a good ending, and, and it makes you sit up sit up straight. But it's it's kind of it's not a what is the mystery because I, I looked at a list of the greatest twists and quite a few of them are just murder mystery stories and I was like I'm a twister so and so did it and I was like well I'm not sure that really counts and that's, that's, what I'm, that's what you're expecting all along yeah it to be one of them and to find out how um, so yeah I, I didn't really count those in the um, and, uh, in the list. and another one the split personality thing is uh, and if you haven't seen it I highly recommend it it's got great cast it's called Identity um and uh, yeah, John Cusack and Ray Liotta, uh, the main two. Well, there's, but there are other good actors there. Um, I can't remember. Is now, this the one where there's like eleven people or twelve people or something in a house? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've not seen it, but I do know the I do know the twist. So. Mm. And I'd highly recommend it. Um, mm. And it's loosely based on uh, Agatha Christie's, and then there were none. I think. I think very, very loosely based on that. But, uh, uh, okay. Well, that would be a uh, good title some. for the film, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, here's a film that I uh, I recommended to you, Rob, and, and you've watched in, in preparation for this. Um, uh, Primal Fear, which mm. was uh, Ed Norton's first ever film, I think, and he uh, he plays alongside Richard Gere. Richard Gere is a lawyer. Uh, Ed Norton is this this kid who is accused of murder, and but his his defence is that he's got uh, multiple personalities, and it mm. was this kind of evil personality that um, that committed the murder, and and that's. Uh, what Richard Gere is defending him based on. Uh, this is a rare one for me that I didn't know the twist watching it. Uh, I guess you didn't either because I, no. I don't think you knew the film. Did you? Yeah. No. I, 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 weirdly, actually, talking of Game Night earlier, which is a comedy, they, they made. There's a scene um, in which they're playing charades and they have to name an actor, and it's, uh, it's like he played the Hulk, and they just keep going through. And it's like Mark Ruffalo, no. Lou Ferrino, no. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like Primal Fear. It's like Richard Gere didn't play the Hulk. No, so that's how I that's how I heard of Primal Fear, and I don't uh-huh. know, I don't know whether it was based on that. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it now because someone's mentioned it in a film I like. But um, mm. um, so I think if you don't know the twist, um, then skip ahead. But this, uh, the, the the twist is uh, Ed Norton is in fact he doesn't have much multiple personalities. He's just a really evil guy who is pretending to have a good side to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, what what did you think, Rob? What do you think of this one? Uh, it blew me away, and actually, I'm surprised it hasn't got more acclaim really um hmm. very good uh, very good performances from both richard gear and uh um uh, ed norton ed norton yeah hmm. uh i mean didn't get the twist and actually so like i knew there was going to be a twist um because hmm. you know you, you mentioned it as one of the films we may talk about um yeah. but i thought the twist was that he had a multiple personality disorder um, right. And then, so, okay, so I thought, oh, okay, that's one twist, so it's not crazy, and why do we know mm. that so early on? And then I thought the twist was, um, and I was like, yes, I finally got a twist before mm. it actually got revealed, was that um, yeah. he was, uh, you know, one of those films that showcases, like, abuse from the Catholic Church um, and right, touches yeah. on that subject. So I thought then that that was the twist, that, um, you know, he had been driven to it, 
because yeah, of his yeah, yeah. because he was abused and and you know he was a vulnerable kid and it, I actually felt really sorry for him and it really takes you through that whole journey of, mm, of mm. that he's a really harshly treated man and he's just just really had bad cards dealt to him in his life like he was abused by his father and yeah, so on yeah, and so on yeah. so you really build up an affinity with him and and you know at the end like Richard Gere puts in a very good court performance um, yeah, really courtroom yeah. drama at the end I can't remember the lady that was facing off but another I famous know, so. actress um, really like pulls him out of trouble and does it you know pulls all mm. the legal techniques out of the book just to get him off and then I thought all right that was a great film and I was about you know, yeah, I was about yeah. to call my wife back and like just finish and then literally in the last minute of the film you yeah. that is the twist you know that, that happens then that he's just uh he's been fooling everybody you know not only yeah, the audience yeah. but his lawyer everybody it's it's, it's, yeah. it's brilliant brilliant yeah, and that's what I didn't know was coming, and and I'm so much better for it. And I, I mean, Ed Norton was brilliant. I think he actually got Oscar nominated for it. Uh, mm. for long, but um, but what really sells it to me is Richard Gere, who just having learned that and realised he can't do anything about it, and just he just walks outside and looks so helpless and so um, dejected, and yeah, yeah, really, really great performance from Richard Gere as well. And it's really clever because the film starts um, with him being a well-known lawyer who can mm. get like mafia bosses out of trouble and, um, yeah and yeah. so they you know really brash and, yeah and so they're they're you know that he's ex- accused of being like a mr fixer for the criminals and mm. with, but with this one he really just did it just to you know do a pro bono thing to get his his kind of to repair his uh, uh his his reputation yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> he ended up doing the very thing that he's perfect at already. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, let's 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 roll through some very quick ones actually because we we uh, mm. we've used quite a lot of time. But um, just just so just just to show that we have remembered them. Um, so the first Planet of the Apes, big twist. It was Earth all along. Um, have yeah, I just ruined Planet of the Apes it, for you? Yeah. No, 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 I, I, no, uh, no. No, but I I just I've uh, got no design of watching it um uh, usual suspects um, yeah i mean that's a classic as well uh, i didn't know that twist absolutely brilliant like uh and that you know it's again a, a bit of a diversion but you know you mentioned roman polanski earlier i think uh i think he it sits unwell with me now that he's still one of my most favorite actors and yeah, there's a big cloud yeah. over him right now, and uh, it's, it's a shame, really. You know, just it does, it does change your things, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Annoyingly, I didn't know the twist until the first time I watched it. But I only caught the last ten minutes, so it just uh, uh, I don't know why. I, <laughs> don't know why on earth I kept watching it, but that ruined yeah. it. Um, is that, I've only just, so for those who don't know, um, watch the film. Um, that I've only just realised Kevin Spacey and Kaiser Soze, same initials. Is that is that a subtle hint? That's, yeah, uh, yeah I mean it. I don't know. It strikes me as he might have had some creative input on that. Yeah, maybe. I, it's um, it's just now because I think there was a period of time where everyone kind of expected Kevin Spacey to be playing the bad guy. Um, yeah. So I think for seven, they're quite keen to remove him from the publicity, or maybe he was keen. Um, it's like with Jack Nicholson. Everyone kind of expected Jack Nicholson to go crazy in films. So in The Shining, I think one thing Stephen King didn't like about it is like, well, everyone's everyone's going to know he goes crazy because it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, 
You got any more that you particularly dislike or like? Um, No, I think actually all the ones that I wanted to talk about. I mean, you spoke about Parasite. Uh, yeah. It's a film that's definitely on my list. I really, really mm. want to see it. I, everyone I speak to has said it's an absolutely brilliant film. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, I, and uh, a film called Us as well, uh, which I hadn't seen, but oh. it's, uh, always consistently gets voted as one of the best twists. Um, yes. But yeah, I'd have to see for myself on that one. Mm. Um, I will mention Memento, which I think is an absolutely wonderful film. Christian Nolan, um, you must have seen Memento, Rob. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah. Didn't understand any of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's uh, Guy Pearce, and basically he can only remember the last few minutes, but uh, or seconds sometimes. So the film just plays basically the film chunks chunks up the chronology and then plays it backwards, so you get a five minute period, and then you get the time before that, and then the time before that, and. Um, uh, it's. I, I think Chris Nolan's got a way of making a film that is really complex, but you can still understand it, although you have to think pretty hard. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe not in this case. We, uh, you have to definitely pay full attention. There's no getting your phone out for for Chris Nolan. Yeah, I think uh, film. I watched it with people. You know, when you watch a film with, with people that talk a lot. Right, um, right, right. I think I, I watched it with a person like that. So, because I watched this on, on my birthday uh, in maybe second or third year at uni, I can't remember if you were there for that, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, great twist uh, ending. Which actually, I'm, I'm going to break tradition. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it. I know okay. we've spoiled everything else, but I'm not going to spoil that yeah. one. Um, yeah, I've anything most of my list. I would say there's there's a, one. Well. Wizard of Oz. It was all a dream. There you go. There's a. Is that, I, I was trying to think what is like what is the earliest twist. Not, it's not the earliest twist, but it's, it's one of the one of the earlier ones. The Wizard of Oz. Just mm. and there's such a cop out. Um, but you, you can't do it all a dream these days. But uh, maybe back then it was a. Yeah, I'd, I mean, yeah. Is that a twist? I guess so, isn't it? Is, it, is do you think they really wanted it to be? Because obviously they, it was written way before. They, you know, they didn't think it was going to turn into a film and so on. Do you think? Sure, sure, sure. The actor just wanted to go to bed and couldn't be bothered to, <laughs> you know, wrap it all up. And uh, the author, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know what how the the book wraps up whether it, whether it does does it in the same way or not. But, um, mm-hmm. it, it's not. Yeah, maybe. Yes, how, how do we get out of this? Because it's kind of classic. When you're like ten years old, they're like, okay, you can't end the story by saying it was all a dream. Oh, I do feel that a bit cheeky. Um, and while I will mention, just because I'm, I'm sure Rob, your friend, my friend, no, oh, you're Rob, Rich, <laughs> your friend, my friend, Rich. I'm sure he's listening, and he's going to be cross with me because I'm going to, in my list of bad twists, uh, is the Prestige, which uh, Rich absolutely loves. Uh, ah, Christian. Funny enough, I've got that written down in front okay. of me. I didn't see um, it. I will put an asterisk by this because it also goes into the good twist category. There are there are two twists in this film, I think, and one of them is fantastic, and one of them I think is a massive cop out. Um, so one of them is um, Christian Bale was playing twins the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a phenomenally good twist um, because he genuinely is playing these two roles, and you just you just don't know yeah. notice it at all, um, uh, and yeah, I defy anyone to have realised. Realise that. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, though, the rubbish twist, and, and this will split opinion, I guess, is um, you got this whole thing saying, "Well, how is how is Hugh Jackman doing this whole uh, splitting, like making it look as if there's two of him? What what crazy trick is he playing?" And the answer is, it's magic. Um, I thought it was uh, just like a new design that Tesla had had made, which just replicates. 
Sure. I, I, I thought they were going more down the science route than magic route. Okay, I mean, call it science if you like, but basically the, the twist is it works. And to mm. me, that was just not... I just found that really cool because I basically... Maybe I was well, I had the wrong expectation, so I was trying to think. Well, how is he doing it? What what clever trick is happening? And the answer is he's not. It's not a trick. It's just real. To to me, that felt like a cop out. Um, I think I'm mm. more or less alone in this. So, uh, do you, I think they they address the question in the film actually, but I can't, maybe I can't remember. But hmm. when he gets duplicated and yeah. the other the duplication goes into the pool and drowns into the water. Yeah, yeah. Um. Did they ever work out whether it's like the question of if it's always him who mm. is reproduced, like who comes out the other side, or is there a chance that he I, becomes the duplicate, or is the you know does the well I think I think they yeah stuff? I think they ask that question. I don't think they answer it. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting idea. I just think it's weird it was sold in that way. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's what made it into more of a science fiction film rather than a right, a straight right. up. Um, just like magic film, you know, mm. ma- film about magic. Mm. And David Bowie was putting a good performance out. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Bowie, wasn't that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, that, that, that'll do for twists. Um, if we, mm. if we've missed out any of your favourite twist films, or if there's anything you think we should be watching, we've already got us on our list now. It seems, but let yeah. us know. Um, Unbreakable trilogy as well. I heard about. Oh, Unbreak. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. Unbreakable's great. Um, I've watched Split as well, but I didn't watch Glass, which apparently was. It's rubbish, but okay. Um, um, but anyway, let us know cedarsofmovies at gmail.com if we've got any, any twists, or we're at cedarsofmovies on uh, Gmail or Gmail on Twitter, rather. Uh, or if you know me or Rob, let us know. Uh, maybe yeah. we'll come back and know. I mean, we'll so, you know, we, maybe a weird one way to finish, but hmm. I said, I said to someone that I was doing this podcast the other day, oh, yeah. said, said the title, and he was like, Yeah, but don't all films have twists? Ooh. You know, well, that's something to think about, isn't it? That's a... Yeah. But in a way, it's right. I guess what we're saying about twists is really shock like into the story, yeah. not just a little twist or many different twists that come into one. It's interesting. I mean, yes, I suppose we could go into defining what a twist is. I guess mm. it has to change, has to be different to your expectations. Yeah. I mean, I've watched plenty of films that play out exactly as I was expecting them to play out, but that, that tends to be a bad thing, I think, generally. Like, I, I, I didn't want to know... I, mean, I guess to your point on Marvel films all being the same, I, I think that's less true than it was. But in terms of plot, mm. quite often you've got a similar outline, or a romantic comedy, you've got more or less the same outline. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no one's watching Pride and Prejudice and wondering are they going to get together. It's. Um, yeah, it's just the twists that that arrive at that final destination, I guess. Um, mm. Plot twists, but not really. Yeah, For those of you who can't see us, which is everyone, uh, Rob did some air quotes while saying yeah. plot twist, just, uh, just, <laughs> yeah. just to get the full yeah. traumatic impact of that. Exactly. Well, there you go. That's a that's a, a interesting question. To, I'll I'll think about that for the next uh, couple of weeks. But um, <laughs> uh, but before before I don't know, we we move on to our final segment, which is the quiz. Um, we're quizzing on your favourite actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. We've already talked about um, mm-hmm. at least one of his films. Yeah. Uh, the way this works is we ask each other five questions. Um, we uh, take in turns and see who knows more about Leo. I will I will kick us off, uh, Rob, with question one. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio has been in three films that has got his character's name or part of his character's name uh, in the title. Uh, can you name two of them? Hmm. Romeo and Juliet. 
Yes, very good. And uh, hmm. I, I always cut out the the thinking time. I think Zijan leaves it in just to to build the tension. <laughs> um, I think because uh, it could you could say aviator, but it's not called aviator, is it? No. Um, uh, no, I, I really no. can't think of it. Sorry. Uh, no, well, I'm pleased. Um, the other <laughs> two are um, Jay Edgar and uh, The Great Gatsby. Ah, okay. What about the one where he's... Uh, uh, what is eating Gilbert? Eating Gilbert Grape. I think Gilbert Grape is his brother in that film. He's something else Grape. So. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I'm worried that actually we've got the same questions. Um, but, that sometimes happens. I won't uh, worry. But I've got a couple of backups, so... Um, so <clears throat> I think most people know that DiCaprio um, has been has finally got his Oscar for Best Actor. But how many Oscars in total has he been nominated for, but not won? Ooh. Um, now there's two ways I could approach this question. I could meticulously try and think them all up, or I could just say a number. I'm going to say five. How did you do that? That's imp- that's amazing. I did my research, Rob. I did yeah, my research. I, did, research. I, I didn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure on that, but I did remember it was mm. about that. So, best actor: Aviator, Blood Diamond, Wolf of Wall Street, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, of course, he didn't win any of those, and he was nominated for Best Picture as well for Wolf of Wall Street, which he also lost. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I saw it answer based on, based on one of my other questions, but I'm, I'll take the, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> we'll see. How, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> um, question two: uh, What is the only film that he has made with Steven Spielberg as the director? Uh, the Catch Me If You Can. Very good. I'm, you can see me keeping score on my one fingers one. here. This is how I remember what the scores are. So it's one all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he comes from. So his parents are a mixture of two European nations. Can you name both of oh, them yeah. for the full mark? Ooh. Well, one of them's got to be Italy. Um, I'm going to say Greece. <laughs> uh, Italy, obviously, and uh, yep. Germany. Germany. Same first letter. Oh well. Now this is what this is the question that's making me doubt your previous answer. But let's let's see how it goes. Uh, question three: uh, For which film did uh, did he get his only Best Supporting Actor Oscar nomination? Um, I reckon it was uh, the last one, the the Hollywood one. Once upon a time in Hollywood. No, no, I think it was um, so Brad Pitt won Best Supporting. I think, but uh, it was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh yeah, I forgot to read that out, <laughs> and that's cost me a mark as well. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, dear even. Okay. So, um, it's been a lot of stories in the news about Leo, our dear Leo, over the last year, um, and it's quite famous now. Actually, it's all over the internet, and you may have seen it. So, empirically. Leo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, never dates women above what age? I've I've seen this graph. It's amazing. You're like a, a graph of his age and the, the age of the girls he dates, and then it levels off. I think it was twenty five. Oh, you're thrashing me. <laughs> well played. So it's, only, it's, only, it's only two one. It's only two and one. It's yeah, a, no, I, I, it's I, an amazing graph. Like. I think about that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question four for you: uh, In which film did uh, did he play twins? 
No, cannot think no. of it. I read it earlier on in Wikipedia. Oh, it's um the the man in the iron mask. Of course, and do you know what underrated film for him? I think I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And I, I was do. shocked to read that he uh, it got bad reviews. I, I thought it was brilliant, right. absolutely well, brilliant. I'll check it out. Mm. Really good performance, man. Okay. Um, can you name me the top two high engro- highest grossing films that he's starred in? Okay. Well, the first one's got to be Titanic. Correct. Um, now, let me see. Okay. I think oh, he's been, he's done some big stuff. Um, so, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street would be quite big, but I think probably not second. I can't think what would be the next biggest. I'm going to... It feels like it's not going to be a 15 or 18 or something because it rules out some of the market. But I don't know what it should be. It should be Romeo and Juliet. I love that film. But um, I don't think it did as well as it should have done. Uh, oh, I'm going to go... Had they released Romeo and Juliet after Titanic, it would have been Oh, massive. yeah, it would have been massive, wouldn't it? Um, oh, I'm going to go with The Departed, but I don't think it is. No, it's uh, Inception. Inception, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. Titanic, two point two billion dollars, um, yeah. way out in front, and Inception, eight hundred and thirty million. Oh, I should have got that. An interesting story about that, actually. Uh, he had to take a massive pay cut to take the role in Inception. Oh, yeah. So instead of his standard twenty million fee, he yeah, uh, yeah. he uh, cut it dramatically down. But he said he would have a share of the box office. And oh right. Thus, that made him his highest grossing, highest paid yeah. film ever because he ended up taking 50 million in the bank. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, after all, Christopher, Christopher Nolan talked today. I should have had that in mind. Oh, well. Uh, final question for you um, is um, In which film did he play a character called Billy Costigan? It's The Shutter Island. No, um, ah. it's, uh, it's uh, The Departed. Of course. He's had one of those this is what happens lives. when you try and cram revise Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio yes. by reading his whole entire Wikipedia page. Uh, dear. Um, <laughs> so I have already won, Rob, but you've, you've got one won. more question for me. But I, and given what you just said, I think you'll easily get this one. Um, who starred opposite DiCaprio in the 1996 hit Baz Luhrmann's adaptation of Romeo and Juliet? Uh, it was Claire Danes. Absolutely. I did Three find one. out, interesting fact, oh, yeah. he turned down the role of Anakin Skywalker in the first in the trilogy oh, really? of the Star Wars. Yeah. I did not know that. I think he would have done such a better job than... He would have done uh, a great job, yeah, yeah. Than well, the guy that did probably it. Probably Hayden Christensen. Probably the right move. You don't want to get typecast in Star Wars. I think a lot of Star Wars actors struggle to break free of the uh, the typecast. Not Harrison Ford, but a lot of them. Yeah, nice. I get that. Well, there you go. Um, we have um, proven that I'm a bigger Leo fan than you, Rob. Um, yes, yeah, surprise. Well I'll be honest. Well um, but there you go. Uh, next time on the podcast, Zizi um, and I are going to go back into cinemas to watch Tenet, the next uh, the next Christopher Nolan film. Um, it's out in the UK. I think in I think in America it's indefinitely postponed, but it comes out on the 26th of August in this country. Uh, I'm planning to actually take the day off work and go in the afternoon so, so that when, I avoid... When are, they, when are they reopening? They're already open, cinemas. Just, no. there's, just there's no films to go to. Oh, yeah, of course, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's been a few things released. I think Unhinged was one of the first things. But, uh, yes, I, um, I, I'm a little bit 
a little bit scared if I'm honest. I'm also worrying how I'm gonna uh, watch wear a mask without my glasses stimming up every three seconds. Mm. But um, see how it goes. There's a BBC um, article on that today. All oh, right, on how to wear glasses with a mask. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's not going to like wave an onion under your nose or something. I'll <laughs> just be floods of tears and stuff. Yeah, exactly. um, uh, we're also looking at uh, the Great Siegfeld. Um, we do a segment called Look Back in Oscar where we look at a film that's won Best Picture Oscar in the past. So we're looking at that one and do a quiz on Alan Parker. But uh, for now, thank you, Rob. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you can uh, come back sometime. And, uh, yeah. Um, we'll all we'll go and look at for twist endings. See you next okay. time. Okay. Okay.